0: Hey there, and welcome to the Heart of a Mill podcast, where we focus on re-sparking your inner purpose using empowered action and personal growth tools. I'm Jayla Ray Ardeline, your host and late career army mill I joined this lifestyle later in life, and the learning curve was gigantic. Since the day I said yes to this relationship over five years ago, I've been collecting and curating personal growth tools to support you. So excited you've tuned in welcome to the deployment series so for practical and obvious reasons the heart of the mill spouse podcast will begin with a deployment series because my spouse is indeed deployed he'll be gone for 12 months i started recording this podcast series during month one and plan to chronicle the journey as i go if you're looking for extra support maybe your spouse is currently deployed coming up or this is just something you know you're gonna need preparedness in your tool belt for later, I've created a deployment support kit for you. It includes an emotional support checklist leading up to the day zero, how to prepare for the extra space coming your way, and how to find something to look forward to. This is a completely free resource, and you can find it at jlaray.com forward slash deployment kit. I'll also include a link in the show notes Thanks so much.
1: Hey there, Jayla Ray here, and welcome back to the Heart of a Mill Spouse podcast. Today, I am joined by Emma Furlong. Emma is a military spouse and mom of two, ages four and six. She is passionate about documenting her family and creating family photo albums and films, keeping them connected, whether they are together or apart. She is the owner of Love and Reverie. And her favorite thing to do is to spend as much time as possible outside exploring with the kiddos. Hi, Emma. Thanks for being here.
2: Hi. uh, Thank you for having me here, (laughs) Jayla. Yeah. I'm I'm excited
1: to talk today about memory keeping, especially under the context of deployment. Um, As I'm sure everybody just sort of like shuddered, like, how do I even go about doing that (laughs) aside from taking a bunch of photos (laughs) yeah so I'd love to get into that today but first I'd love to hear more about like your orientation to military life as it stands today um are you both home what's happening in your world
2: (laughs) um well my husband's a pilot so uh him being home is never a given um so and we are currently stationed at Dover Air Force Base um he's been pretty busy lately um to the point where we both had colds and were home for two weeks and it felt like heaven because we finally got to like see each other for a little bit even though we're all sick um but uh yeah so we've been together since uh pilot training and uh lived in several bases and I guess it's just uh I think the pilot adds an extra layer because he doesn't have a nine to five it really just depends on the schedule of the day he doesn't even know when he shows up at work what his hours are like
1: oh my gosh that has to be so frustrating I can't even
2: (laughs) you've really gotten used to it you really just have to get into a flow for yourself I guess and then when he comes in you're like okay this is dad time and then we go back to our time when he's not here
1: yeah it sounds like there's a lot of compartmentalizing as like a means of survival (laughs) Not because you you want to, but because that's the hand that has been dealt, basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I would love to know first your personal experience with deployment, and then we can kind of talk about the context of how love and reverie helps with deployments um, and how like the memory keeping aspect. I'd love to know how you got started in in this line of work as well. I'm yeah, sure it does. was out of frustration of not being able to organize anything. And so then you were just like, I'm going to do it, but I would love to tell me if it's different.
2: Um, I started documenting photos. I fell in love with photography back in um, Alaska. We were in Anchorage, Alaska, and everything was just beautiful. And when you have just, you know, your regular phone camera, you're like, this doesn't do what we're seeing justice. So I ended up getting a nicer DSLR camera and started shooting and then um, I would share photos online or share them with my husband and um it just became really clear that he really liked to see the photos and what I'm up to when he's gone because you know in your mind when they're gone you're like oh they're just off doing whatever having fun whatever no responsibilities no you know it just kind of feels that way a little bit but reality they're working a lot of the time he's like in alert sitting in a hotel room bored out of his mind so it really helps i think to be like hey this is what we're doing show some pictures and um, that's kind of how i started documenting and then um, i just became more and more um, passionate especially when we had kids Um, when you have kids it's just like everything they do seems amazing Um, especially when they're a little baby document every single moment of this exactly. child's life. <laughs> exactly. And the phones are like so good these days. Like the quality is so good. Like compared to like when we first moved to Anchorage, like 10 years ago now to like, now like you can pull out your phone and have like this great quality photo makes it so much easier. Um, and I guess is I uh, kind of came across organizing when um we were in transition moving around and I was thinking about like, I like doing photos, but at the same time, like, it's like every time we move, I got to start over find a new client base. And I was like, I really want something to like help people, but I want to be like, can help anyone in the country, at least in the world, really theoretically. Um, And uh, I I actually had a dream about organizing people's photos and I looked it up and there's actually an association It's like the uh, photo managers and you can get certified and go through and they have all these trainings and it was just great I was like this is great you're and, blowing my mind. I had no idea this existed. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds it's,
1: serious, Emma.
2: It is. I mean, there's such a, it's like such a broad topic, but it's also like there's so many technical details, which is why most people don't have their photos organized. Um, Cause the learning curve is a bit steep sometimes. Um, anyway. And so I started doing that and I started by tackling my own photos, which were a disaster And so now it's really nice because the first step is you create a photo hub, right? You take all of your photos and you dump them into one place. And when you do this, don't delete them from all the places. Keep them there. You want to keep the mess until it's organized and backed up just (laughs) so in case anything goes wrong. Um, And then you start organizing them by like, uh, some people prefer like categories like birthdays, whatever. But I really like the date method. So you just organize them by date slowly and you remove all the duplicates. And then you have, eventually have this nice organized library which makes it really easy to share photos. But, and that's kind of where you get started, but there's like the manual way that's like super intensive to be like, okay, I'm gonna do this on my file system on my computer and it's gonna take you forever. <laughs> or there's other programs like um, Adobe Bridge or that can help make it faster if they have. Yeah, that's kind of how I got started and I guess for families and deployments, I currently like make a photo album annually and I like to make um, an annual movie of all the video clips and I trim them up so it's like enjoyable to watch versus these like random clips that maybe go on too long or like were mistakes or <laughs> whatever and then I put them on a hard drive so we can watch them on the TV. Um, but the easy way to keep up with it is just to kind of have a routine, like a monthly routine, like take all your photos off your phone, dump them into your hub and just kind of keep.
1: Yeah, that's the, it. I think that's the hard part is people have all these like aspirational goals about what they're going to do with all these photos. And then, you know, when it comes to that monthly check-in, like you said, it's so easy to skip and to say, oh, well, I'll do it next week or I'll do it next month. Um, which is unfortunate because something really important could have happened that month that you did document and now it's messy. (laughs) Like it's not organized. It's not where you need it. Um, my favorite too, is like having, uh, having conversations with people and then, and and this is always in person, but when they find out that I have two wiener dogs, they immediately want to see pictures of the wiener dogs. And I'm like going through my folders on my phone. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't organized. We're going to be here for a while. (laughs) If I'm like trying to flip through and find the best photo of these weens to show you. So, and that's just
2: on your phone. That doesn't even include like your computer (laughs) Um, on your phone. It's one of the simple things to do is to make best of folders. So best of your dogs, best of you, best of your husband, best of your kids. And, you know, you can replace the habit of like oh, I'm bored let's go through Facebook and just go through your photos and be like, well, this is the best one. And like, so then you have these highlighted folders of the best of them. And that really helps like, and it's like, it's kind of simple. It's not like a perfect organization, but it definitely keeps your favorite photos exactly where you want them. Yeah, no,
1: it's such a good tip. And I do, I mean, I do have some photo albums based on like trips or experiences where it's just really easy for me to flip through and add them to a folder and it's like, Belize 2019 or, or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the best of trick, thank you so much. I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I'm going to implement that um, instead of scrolling on Instagram.
2: <laughs> you can, you can also search. So in your like gallery, if you have iPhone, I have Samsung, it has a gallery, but I or whatever. If you go up to the search where you look at your photos and if you were to type dog, all the photos, of dogs will come up. So if it's something generic like tree, dog, whatever, you don't even have to tag them. It'll come up. Yeah. And then you can just thousands of photos of
1: dogs.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Some of them not even my own. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a dog lover too. Um, But yeah. And then if you go through and make sure that you tag faces. Um, like your, your family members, then it makes it really easy. Then at that point, once you start tagging things, like using the facial recognition, you maybe don't even need to organize it. Maybe that's enough for you. You can just type it in and they'll come up. You can search dates. So if you knew you did something on a certain date, like the search feature is super powerful that I don't think a lot of people necessarily utilize or realize
1: Yeah. I don't want to know how powerful it is actually, because it is a tagging system that I didn't put in place, like my iOS or Google put it in place. And so it kind of freaks me out sometimes, especially when you're searching faces. And I do get those prompts where they want me to actually Mm -hmm. like define a face. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, thanks. (laughs) But maybe I should, because Here we are amidst a deployment and I don't
2: care. (laughs) I think it really depends on like um, what system you're operating in and you can read through the privacy policies. Apple has a pretty good privacy policy. They don't really, Google's is a little more, mm, but um, yeah, they, it just depends on your comfort level. Personally, I'm just like, I have a smartphone, somebody's tracking me. I can't really do anything about it. So it is yeah. what it
1: is. <laughs> so much of it is out of our control already when it comes to data. So yeah. I think that's why I freak out about it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to hand them more. <laughs> yeah, Cause I get it's that. like my fault that. that I handed it to them, you know, <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah. But yeah. those are some really good, um, tips. Thank you so much. And did you, I don't know if you said, but did you start incorporating some of this organization? like these tactics while your husband was deployed or did it take like, at what time did you get
2: serious about this? Um, so I was serious before he deployed. Cause I was like, I need, I was working on like the background process of like starting the business up. So I was definitely like organized before then, but there were some things we learned, like Um, when you share like a video, um, you should share the link. Don't just send it because it comes to them pixelated and they can't actually see it very well. So if you want them to actually see the high quality video that you're seeing, you should definitely share the link. Um, I think, I haven't tried other apps, but like on my messaging system, which might be different than apple i don't know but um like when i send something in my samsung messages like it's just lower quality it can't like handle the like higher uh file sizes but facebook messenger does it so i'm sure like whatsapp and other like just kind of experimenting and seeing which one sends the files yeah i have experimented with whatsapp
1: just in case anybody's out there it definitely degrades the photos and videos it shows up fine but then if you save it to mm-hmm. your camera roll, there's definitely
2: like, there's, yeah, it degrades it yeah. for sure. It degrades the quality. <laughs> um, if you go in and you like, instead of like in the messaging app when you're like messaging, oh, I'm gonna send a photo, but if you actually go to your gallery and you click on the photo you wanna send and you click options and you click share link, it will send the full resolution. Um, another option is like Google Drive, making like a folder that you like put things in regularly and so they can see all the stuff. Um, when he was deployed, I guess his first deployment was in January, 2020, which was, I'm sorry, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it sorry, I know, it was six months, and, um, which for part of the deployment, I was like, okay, this is great, I got a babysitter, I had everything set up to support me, and then everything, like, obviously, <laughs> fell apart, but, Um, One of the things I intentionally did was like, I'm going to take a photo or a video every single day and send it to him just so that he can see because the kids are so young then they're just growing so fast and they change so much. And he really enjoyed seeing that. Um, Another thing we did is he took a video of himself saying good morning and another one saying good night to each of the kids. So if there was no service or it was busy or time zones, like they could only see their dad before you know in the morning and at night
1: yeah that is so sweet oh my goodness I can't even imagine being a little kid and seeing just seeing a photo of your dad and like just having that connecting moment even though they are so far away and it's so hard for them to conceptualize what's actually happening like Mm -hmm. I feel like bottom line they know that they're not there but they don't understand why or like what, what it is they're doing. Cause if you just say like, Oh, they're off working. I mean, immediately, how is a child not going to go into a spiral of like, well, why would they choose that over me? Like, it's just so, it's so heartbreaking. So I'm really loving these little, these little tips and tricks to kind of continue mm-hmm. connecting
2: um another one of my favorite apps is Marco Polo just because you can be like oh I want to talk to daddy I want to tell someone something and then they can do it right then honestly my husband doesn't use it as much because he hates having more apps on his phone he's very like I have to like be creative because he's very technology averse actually um (laughs) but like a lot of my family is like my sisters and you know just connecting with your family in general because typically as military you're far away from your family of origin as well and so uh my family really enjoys the Marco Polo and some of my friends it's just another nice way to connect
1: yeah I still haven't tried it I've been told to try it over and over again and I haven't gotten into it so maybe I'll consider it um I think I mean for this deployment we've been using WhatsApp which is pretty sufficient i mean it has you know the video calling it has the text it has the voice messages um but yeah there's something about the interface that like it like marco polo would do some of the same things but i'm imagining that the interface is completely different (laughs) so maybe it's more conducive to some people and and for others something like whatsapp is sufficient
2: i think it really just depends on whatever you're comfortable with like I'm still using Facebook messenger because when we joined the military, like it was the only thing that mm-hmm. had like the Wi-Fi calling, like when we started. Yeah. So like yeah. we were just, and it's like, I've never like felt like, oh, I should go learn a new app and change it. And yeah, But it's really what you're comfortable with. There's just, yeah. there's a lot of great options. My husband's
1: not on social media. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I think you can consider WhatsApp to be like moving in a social media direction um and it is owned by the same people at this point um but yeah he's very intentionally not on social media so we've had to got we've had to get creative sometimes Mm -hmm. when it comes to when it comes to sharing memories honestly because he's not seeing the stuff that I post and he never has in our relationship but sometimes I'll save something off of an Instagram story or even a post and I'll just like I'll send it to him. And it feels very strange because it, it went live on social media first, but it feels important and prominent enough to share with him too. Mm -hmm. It's like, it wasn't like a fleeting piece of information. It was actually, you know, quite important. Um, but that's so, that's always been a really strange (laughs) aspect of our relationship that, he knows that I am on social media, like for work, for my job. And then also as a military spouse in building this community. And a lot of what I talk about is really hard for him to conceptualize because mm-hmm. he hasn't he hasn't been on Facebook since, uh, I can't, I don't even know what year he left Facebook, at least 10 years ago, which is like yeah. when it's, I mean, I got on Facebook 12 years ago. So like do the math Like, <laughs> and yeah. he's never been on anything since then. I can
2: definitely relate. Um, My husband's kind of the same way. Like, I think he just has a Facebook account because, like, he had one 10 years ago and the idea of closing it is almost like too much because like <laughs> he's just like happy to do that and I don't even know if he has a Facebook app on his phone I think he just has the messenger one <laughs> so I think doing things like shared albums can be helpful too because both um either Android or iPhone both have like shared albums you could even do Amazon because they have free unlimited photo storage and like doing a shared album is maybe a way to to even connect with more family it really just depends um I have, like, separate groups because, like, you know, there's things you want to share with your husband that you don't necessarily share with all of your friends or, you know, so, like, you just kind of keep it separate, which does feel like redundant posting after sometimes, but. That's a really good tip. I think tonight, actually, I'm going to start a shared album
1: (laughs) with him and... We'll see how it goes. We'll see if he remembers to
2: actually add stuff to it. <laughs> you can you can just send him the link, like once you've updated yeah. something, send him the link. Um and so then it'd be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna look in there. Um and I think yeah. it's nice too because. Like for me, I sometimes feel like, am I bothering him too much? I know he's working, but like, so like, it's this like separate space. It's like, oh, I just put 40 photos in there today, but that's okay. I'll just send it one like message at the end of the day. So I'm not blowing up his phone.
1: Yeah, no, that's such a good point. I mean, it's, it is hard to not feel like you're bothering them sometimes even if you don't have the expectation that they'll respond right away like mm-hmm. you know for sure I may not hear back from them for like 12 hours I don't know <laughs> but I'm just gonna send it because it's in the moment and it feels good to me to like send it mm-hmm. at this time um but yeah it's so it, <laughs>
2: it's hard not to feel like you're bothering them sometimes for yeah sure. I totally get that like but yeah kind of separating it I feel like my husband knows that like it's on messenger or whatever it's probably you know not that important but like if I give him a phone call like I only ever call him when it's important or if it's in like the actual messaging whether like samsung phones then yeah it's probably more important because I kind of separate the two apps for what they're used for
0: yeah that's <laughs>
1: Again, that's so interesting. Cause I don't even have that opportunity with him. It's just like, what's yeah. up and that's it. So it's never clear what is an emergency or what is not an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was that I was talking to, but I was in a work call and um, I work from home. So I was on a zoom call and I'm like, you know my phone's right next to me. I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay two messages from Jeremy. And I was like, that's normal. That's okay. Okay. And then suddenly it was nine messages and I was like, oh my gosh. And I couldn't open it because I knew that if I did, I would get like sucked into that wormhole. But a part of me was like, it must be an emergency. Why would he send me nine messages? And as it turns out, he was just processing something really slowly and sending one message after another. (laughs) I was like, maybe I should snooze notifications (laughs) during
2: work hours. You're very distracting. (laughs) Um, um, I guess as far as documenting, like, uh, wall deployment, like, it started out just photos and video clips, and then, um, over this last year, I've really gotten into video editing, so now they've turned into cute little movies, um, but it really depends on, you know, like, it can be addicting to, like, do things with your photos and video, so he really appreciates, like, the cute little movies, and, um, I just, I, I feel like it also makes him feel so much closer to the kids, and... I also make sure I get myself in the frame too, because he does appreciate that. He's like, "Oh, nice to see you too," instead of just the kids. You know,
1: you exist You're a person. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just behind the camera. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, well, I, we chatted about this for a second offline, but I was commenting on how, as a stepmom who you know oh. does not live with my stepkids, they live with their mom. I often receive kind of like a photo dump from her Um, Mm -hmm. and by dump I just mean you know maybe like five photos or something because something really cool happened that day and she wants to share it with me and I have no idea what to do with them I think it's because they've been transferred between one person like I didn't take the photos so then I'm like wait did she also send these to him and should I send them to him like (laughs) okay it becomes it becomes like this you know I don't know just becomes like this weird channel of sharing I guess um but there have been times where she sends me photo of the kids and I'm like oh I really want him to remember that um after this year is over after this deployment is over so I think I know what you would suggest <laughs> but I'm gonna ask you anyway <laughs> well I, what there's would you a,
2: suggest if you're yeah, A couple of different options you could potentially add her to the shared album or yeah. give her her own shared album or you could just add them to the shared album because if he has them on his phone he might be like oh okay I already have these and you can delete them or whatever yeah. and then that can just be the um space for them yeah uh, yeah. And then there's other things you can do too. Like you can print a little book or, you know, just do something cute with them. Cause he might not get to, I don't know how often he sees his stepkids, like compared to you. And like, he might really appreciate something like more tangible with them. Like you kind of like share them with him, but you also like go through and they like, you know, I'm going to make you a little book of your kids. Well, I used to do, I used to do photo albums, um, each year at Christmas
1: time. And mm-hmm. I'm realizing now that last year i think was the first year that i didn't do it and i mean are we shocked like what did we want to actually remember and record from 2020 that wasn't traumatic af um (laughs) and i just didn't have the energy i just did not have the energy to you know submit and organize the photos in a nice way and then submit it in time for the photo book to come back (laughs) in time for christmas um So I ended up just opting out and now I'm realizing, oh my gosh, it is December 6th. Like if I want to continue this tradition, I need to get my act together. (laughs) I need to
2: get this together quickly. I think that like, I think ever, like I still have a backlog of like photos I want to print. And I think, especially if you're new to organizing, you definitely have a backlog of albums or that you ideally like to have, right? Um, I think it's important to just kind of keep working on them, but also like, don't just use Christmas, use birthdays, father's days or anniversaries. Like for me, it helps me with projects to have a deadline. And I particularly love to make um, like personalized gifts for people. So it like really helps me to be like, okay, this person's birthday is coming up. I'm going to finish this project by then. Like, don't, you know, use the whole year, I guess. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of book companies like typical sale days christmas black friday i mean there's mother's day father's days a lot of book printers will have like 50 percent off buy one get one free you can create those books in their systems and just leave them there until the sale comes and then order them like you don't have to like just because it's finished you can just be like so you can like theoretically over six months finish like three or four books and then be like oh there's this huge buy one get one free i'm there we go all done
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is taking advantage of the system. I love that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, it's been really good to talk to you today, Emma. Um, where can people connect and find you online? Um,
2: I guess I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and then you can also reach me through my website at uh, loveandreverie.com. And uh, yeah, I'm available on all those. <laughs> Yay! And I will include all of your information in
1: the show notes as Thank well. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on today. And I guess I'll get to work. I'll get to work organizing my photos.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. It was nice to get to chat with you and see your face. I've been watching you on Instagram and I love what you share very helpful oh, thank you
1: I know it's so weird to meet in real life but we're still not in real life because we're over <laughs> zoom <laughs> exactly it's such a weird thing but it's it's realer than instagram <laughs> that's, true. that's true that's true back and forth so yeah it was good to be with you today and um I'll let you know what I come up with in the next couple of weeks
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you bye bye, bye.